Welcome to the Test Kitchen. You are listening to a podcast by Design Bites Research Team. We bring you bite-sized tips and tricks about food and beverage businesses, as well as interview the change makers in the industry. Join us to the Test Kitchen. Our fifth episode explores this time the markets, which are at the moment considered illegal in some parts of the world. And so we have a today's guest, Petri Nulander from Yusup. Yusup is a very fresh Finnish company creating new zen drinks from hemp. Have a listen and check out what Petri and our researchers Hanna Huhtunen and Erika Pertunen have to say about illegal foods and their position on the market. Enjoy! Let us give you a few pointers, what we have found out through our research. Through interviewing packaged food and beverage ventures in Finland, we have found out that there are several food trends taking place right now on the market. For example, ethical food, like local foods. There's a vegan boom, including a usage of oats from companies like Murfoods, Sunspelt and Custlink. Additionally, sustainable production is a strong food trend, including insect food which, by the way, used to be illegal in the European Union. We also found out that entrepreneurs often launch their ventures to create something new and for the drive to make a difference. One way to make a difference in the food and beverage industry is to work towards legalizing an illegal food or the usage of it. Sometimes the law changes rapidly what products are allowed to contain or what can be marketed for consumers. How can product development be made when the market nor the legislation for the product are not yet ready. Which ways can be found forward? Introducing new food products is always challenging, but it is especially challenging when the new food product has no ready market and is still considered illegal by legislation. Cannabis is one such food ingredient with legislation still under development. The use of cannabis as food is allowed, but other parts of the plant such as CBD and THC are still mostly illegal to be used in foods in the European Union. So welcome Petri. The legislation considering the use of the cannabis plant as part of food is still rather strict and under heavy development. Some parts are illegal to use, whereas others, like CBD or THC, are considered illegal. How is it like to operate and navigate under these strict legal constraints? Of course, it's a little bit difficult and challenging. I would say uh, that you need to be really flexible and, and, and try to figure out the best way possible to keep your yourself and your team uh, updated about the, what's coming. For you, uh, I think the time frame uh, in this specific case, what comes to uh, CBD, is is the most challenging one. It can change within like like in a month, and then you need to, yeah, fi- figure out it, that in which point you want to do something. For example, in in our case, we don't actually want that things are moving forward too fast because we are a new brand. We wanna uh, take some market share. Uh, build some build a brand and, and get awareness uh in this point so that we are ready ready for uh like the situation when the cbd regulation uh will be ready in eu eu level so there's risks yeah it's challenge us but it's interesting and also give us uh good opportunities as well how about are there some challenges of being the first in the market yeah of course there's a lot to learn 
and there's nobody you can like turn and ask ask things if you don't know something so that that's one thing especially when the legislation is is not ready and the regulation is not ready you just need to figure out things and try to really navigate being in contact with different counterparts and stakeholders and and then uh, yeah get as much information as you possibly can and yeah at some point you probably will notice that you are the expert in in this one and then yeah combining a lot of strings and a lot of information it, it's uh, time consuming and, and it takes a lot of resources from the small team but but yeah when you do that work you can really get an advantage out of it. So what are the benefits of being the pioneering Finnish company in the CBD food market? Oh, of course it's always beneficial to be first in many things we see that there is uh, CBD beverages and, and then uh, yeah CBD foods in existing already uh, but mainly in in United States and uh, yeah we want to take the more more like Nordic approach and be the finder from the Nordic perspective and EU perspective for for CBD beverages and if we are able to do that of course it gives us an advantage in that point when the market opens uh, that consumers know us and and then uh, we have a good brand awareness uh, i think uh, what comes to existing brands uh, in CBD market in, in especially in the US one thing which we have noticed is that there is not a clear category name name for for CBD beverages they just call them CBD beverages that's one thing we noticed and, and then we are trying to get the ownership of the category by calling ourselves centering switches more wholesome wholesome name for the category not 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 just based the one ingredient which is CBD so that's one of the main things we are able to do when we are first was yeah how about do you take inspiration from the companies in the international markets you mentioned that in the united states the market is a bit more mature than here in finland yeah of course we are benchmarking a lot what what they are doing i think it's pretty clear and safe to say that uh, there's so big players already demand from the consumer side for this type of products it will eventually land in in europe as well and and the regulation it needs to get finalized because consumers want to consume this type of products one thing which is in common for those brands is that it's really tightly tied to cbd as an ingredient uh, they pretty much look planned and and well well designed brands but the common thing is that they look very much californian and we try to move towards like arctic and nordic style so this is something we want to differentiate a bit what will be elements included the Arctic CBD brand? When we think about the Zen drink category and the Zen uh, as a term, we try to articulate the Scandinavian chain, which are tied to Scandinavian culture, a relationship with nature, quietness, uh, safety, and those type of things. We are trying to take things out of the Scandinavian culture, why there is the most happiest people on earth living in in this area uh, and uh, yeah we try to attach those things to zen and it's our way to build a uh, scandinavian cbd brand finland with its small population of 5.5 million people pushes packaged food and beverage companies to seek opportunities outside its borders there are seven common strategies for internationalization efforts like joining forces with other companies 
natural pool and niche communities, as well as working together with a local distributor or agent. Also, the public national assistance and support is available, for example, through Business Finland and the Centers for Economic Development of the Finnish regions. Mm. What do you see is then the role of collaboration when sort of developing a market for a new product? Our home base is in Finland and, and I think the common goal is to get success stories out from Finland to the global markets and, and for that we need to collaborate heavily with all the experts and, and all the counterparts in, in Finland because yeah we are a small small country, we have a lot of good uh, knowledge and skills in here but we just need to uh, put them together and, and then collaborate to be able to compete against uh, bigger players in, in bigger markets. What about have you been in the expert role for some other companies? Yeah we're actually noticing that now we have enough knowledge to maybe we can help out uh, other companies and other counterparts as well. I think we more try to still con- connect with counterparts that know something that we don't and then we can exchange information we, we don't consider ourselves as as like super experts yet but hopefully at some point i think within our research creating new markets and dealing with unclear legislation has been visible in three ways firstly Developing novel unforeseen products, like is the case of Golden Crane and their plant protein Nuhtagaura. Secondly, bringing products trending in other markets to the Finnish market, like is the case with Kombucha. And lastly, exporting products with Finnish ingredients that are unfamiliar and illegal at the target market, like is the case with ingredients from Finnish forests in Asian markets. However, As seen with the case of insect food, even rapid developments of legislation and emergence of a market are possible and often driven by the pioneering food ventures. What about are you doing something to influence the legislation? We try to more like gather information that the process is already in that phase that we can do a lot uh, about it. It's EU commission thing to get the novel food application uh, process forward. And then and, and the current situation is that the process is ongoing and we are just waiting for results. So uh, I think the most important thing is that we try to yeah, keep updated where, where is the process and what's the timeline for, for the, that their applications are accepted. We are in touch with the different counterparts who are better aware about how the process is moving forward and maybe more connected to the EU Commission, but we don't actively try to affect because uh, uh, yeah, I would say it's a little bit too late. Later, we are a little bit small player compared to uh, the big global cannabis uh, companies who ha- has been submitting the applications for novel food, so not like actively uh, affecting the law. What do you believe is the timeline for the regulation to change and the market to open up? That's a tricky question. <laughs> Would like to know the answer for that uh, as well. But uh, yeah, we are hoping that we would know more during uh, 2021. By the end of the year, hopefully we we are yeah we know what what's happening in in EU. Things can move forward. There's no uh, scientific uh, results that the CBD is is uh, bad for 
for people. So yeah, it looks good. They're testing it at the moment in in uh, EU and also in US. Uh, FDA tests are are going forward all, all the time, and and then the, I think the discussion has been active within the past month, month and a half. A lot of good news, a lot of decisions from, for example, from EU Court of Justice. They made one decision, and then yeah, General Council of UN also claimed some things what comes to cannabis and CBD and, and that affected to the novel food process in, in EU and so yeah it's impossible to say but hopefully hopefully it will will move forward soon and we are yeah yeah we know more by the end of next year yeah it seems at least that there are positive indicators in the air the biggest winner basically is the consumer who really needs uh, uh, the clear like market and clear regulations which supports uh, transparency uh, within the players who are uh, supplying the products for the market because it's relatively easy to get CBD products for consumption already in EU but how you can know which player is is high quality and which which is not who is going around the legislation and and what's happening uh, it's difficult to know no, so that that's why it's so important to get this this thing right. Yeah. So you already briefly touched upon uh, consumers and their perspective. How should their their views be taken into account when building the market? It's crucial in in all the cases when you are building something. It's it's for the consumer. There is no market or no business if consumers don't don't want it or don't don't love it. So of course it's crucial thing uh, to find out how they feel about it and. Yeah, it's nice to see that there's a lot of hype around hemp and CBD. A lot of like kind of curious uh, consumers around the world uh, who are excited to try th- those things. Uh, but y- you can see that the knowledge is not there yet. Uh, I think companies and brands need to educate the terminology a little bit and and, and what is uh, the difference between hemp and marijuana and and, and legalizing marijuana. Marijuana is not the same thing than than getting the novel food application for CBD uh, food and beverages. So it's completely two different things. Can you tell a little bit more about why are they different? What comes to hemp, uh, which is mainly the main ingredient for, for CBD, it's more like industrial hemp. There's uh, regulations for it. If you grow hemp for this uh, usage, there's a limitation for THC, which is the most common effective substance in a cannabis sativa plant. And uh, when you are growing industrial hemp, limitation is uh, 0.3% of this psychoactive THC, uh, like an alcoholic-free beer, for example, that there can be 0.5% of alcohol in uh, alcohol-free beer. There's alcohol, but it's really the wrong choice if you want to <laughs> get drunk. So it's similar type of thing with THC. That in, in, in industrial hemp, there's limitation of 0.3% of THC, and uh, it's super small amount. So if you want to get high, uh, industrial hemp is not the uh, plant and ingredient. And, and that's why it's a completely different thing. You cannot get high by smoking in industrial hemp, but that's the ingredient where you can get the CBD out of. Yeah, uh, you use the term canak curious, which I loved. So how do you make customers more canak curious? I think uh, the process is already going on. 
di- different age groups that, that have been living in in the age where where cannabis is kind of like uh, taboo and, and it is interesting. They want to try it. They they want to know more about it and and they they are familiar uh, with it. But it's it's exciting thing and it's nice to nice to uh, try it out. The younger the segment, I think the more normal it is. I think cannabis globally is already familiar for for young, younger generation that uh, that they, they they for sure know know what it is and it's not so much taboo anymore. But those things have already created where where people and consumers are are kind of curious. And one more thing is that one global trend is is to go no or low with alcohol or drink less and 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 people try to find something uh to replace alcohol with and and then uh, cannabis uh, food and beverages can be one one thing even though they are not not uh or at least cbd doesn't make you high or or doesn't make you feel anything like alcohol but people use for example a couple of beers or glass of wine for relaxing and and then cbd can do, do the same there's like so, sober curious and kind of curious co- consumers I think that those are the ones we are aiming and a couple of other brands as well. Yeah. What about those who might not be involved in those categories? Maybe older generation customers or such? How would you educate them about CBD? Yeah, I think it's very important to teach the basics what comes to terminology, that it's not the same thing than smoking marijuana. If you yeah try out CBD beverages or CBD uh, food, Uh, for example, so yeah, we need to go into the basic. There's a lot of confusion going on, even with like specialists, they can mix up the terminology a bit and they can be unclear. And in that way, there there can be like confusions when stories or articles come out. Terminology can be a little bit misleading. And, and in, in that way, because the stigma of the hemp uh, for maybe older generations is, is uh, a little bit worse than the uh, two younger A generation it's super crucial that all the articles all, all the stories all thing we communicate is is right and the terminology is clear and it's transparent and and then you can show that hey this is what we are doing here and and then look at us we are not drug users uh, doing this business <laughs> To conclude, uh, what tips do you have for food entrepreneurs dealing with products that are still novel or considered illegal by laws and regulations? Important to keep yourself flexible. Yeah, build the like business model right and and then uh, being able to navigate with the uncertain situation and and then collaborate with different stakeholders, counterparts to know know a lot and work same area exchange information because yeah when you give something you get something and and that's that's the name of the game so be be open and and then give your information to connections and you probably will get something back and yeah try to figure out the way to collect as much information as possible be flexible when doing that yeah thanks those are some good good tips it's important and and then crucial of course when you are building and developing something for consumers you want to get the feedback and that's one thing in this current situation which which is a little bit difficult because even though we are already 
in the market or have been in a couple of months already, we are not able uh, to do like testing promotions or any, anything in the in the market or it's, it's super hard hard and uh, you cannot get the direct feedback so easily from from the consumers too so there we really need to be clever uh, what are the ways to get the new product into the hands of the early adopters and, and new consumers and and in addition still get the feedback out of out of them it takes a lot of creativity to try to figure out right ways to do it what kind of solutions have you come up with we have been doing a lot of collaborations with partners who know our segment well and are, are being in in contact with them yeah we have been trying to get access for food deliveries and and, and if if there is partners who are doing like virtual exercising things if they are sending out some sample package to consumers we are trying to get access for those those and really just sending out a lot of cans in different places where the uh, consumers are at the moment if we can find those places we try to yeah see, see and for, forecast what's the consumer behavior will be when i don't know if you can can say things normalize or or the next steps uh, will will come and we see what what happens where where people will spend time really try to learn and be smart what what happens in, in that scene. Thank you, Petri and Erika. This was our fifth episode we have made for you and we are so happy about them. We hope that you're as well. If you have any feedback, thoughts, ideas, let us know. Stay tuned and listen for more. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by Design Bytes Research Team at Design Factory Aalto University in Helsinki, Finland. We investigate food and beverage companies and their co-creation, collaboration and experimentation practices. Thanks for joining.